You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh yeah, it's Friday. It's St. Patrick's Day. It's The Big Show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Oh boy, that was a big win for the Calgary Flames last night. Massive, enormous. Massive. That's when I'm impressed. Yeah. Massive. Enormous. Huge. Huge. That's a big one, George. Yeah. For uh, so many different reasons. Everything broke the way the Calgary Flames last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winnipeg gets blanked by Boston at home. Three zip. Needed that to happen. Uh-huh. The Nashville Predators somehow, some way, lose to the stinky Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks had also beat the Boston Bruins in their last game. Look hey, out. Watch out. Look out in the Windy City. Look out. That team smart. gets hot, George. Smart. And they sneak in. Yeah, very smart um, winning those games. In regulation, another loss. So what do the, the Calgary Flames do? They go into T-Mobile Arena, a place they were winless in eight games, go in there and lay a beat down of the Golden Knights, 7-2. to two. How refreshing it must have been for Calgary fans, Calgary Flames fans, in this beautiful universe that it was actually a rocking chair win where you didn't have to sweat one out. You didn't have to white-knuckle it out. You didn't have to go to overtime. You didn't have to hold on to a one-goal lead. You just went into Vegas, and you just pounded them, thanks to Tyler Toffoli tying a career high with four points, two goals to assists. Jonathan Quick looked like Jonathan Quick from the Kings, not from the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Bob's your uncle. Uh, flames all of a sudden, three points out of a playoff spot, and things look a lot sunnier than they do today than they did on Wednesday morning following that loss to the Coyotes in overtime. They sure do. Uh, that's exactly what you needed, right? And, and it was one of those situations where you you probably had an idea of what was going to happen in Boston and and in or in Winnipeg and in Nashville before the game even really started. You knew there was going to be a little bit of opportunity there, and the Flames went out, and and listen, minus maybe like five, six minutes in the second period where Vegas tied up the game, but the Flames answered really well. I thought Calgary did a really good job in that game, maybe not holding pressure for the entirety of it, but for a lot of it, and when Vegas was pressing, I thought they did a good job to kind of manage what was being allowed to get to Jacob Markstrom. Don't get me wrong, the netminder still had to make a couple big stops as the game went on, continued his strong play of late, but this was one where the forwards got it done. The big line shuffle worked. Yeah, um, it did. Uh, Lots to discuss because I know for a fact, Uh because I like facts, Yeah, that uh, if the Flames would have lost last night, the number one thing we'll be talking about is the lineup shuffle and no Jacob Peltier or Walker Dewar. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, you and I have talked about it. I mentioned it. Yeah, great. We all want the young guy, Jacob Peltier, to succeed. He just wasn't producing. He's they, they put him in every opportunity to score and produce in the top six, and he wasn't. And like, like I said yesterday, desperate times call for desperate measures. Did I love the lineup changes originally when I looked at it? No. But man, it worked last night. I wasn't surprised that Pelche came out of the lineup. Like I had mentioned it yesterday on the show. He had the turnover and overtime that cost them the point. Which full marks to him, he owned it to the franchise. And Eric talked about it during the intermission. Of course he did. He's such a good kid. Yeah. Like you you know that he's going to handle this. Like I have no problem with Jacob Pelche being scratched because everything that we've come to learn about the young man is that this is going to be a positive thing for his growth. Yeah. He makes a mistake. He faces a consequence for it. In the end, the Flames get a win, and that's a positive thing. You just hope that, you know, it's not one of those things that starts compounding. But I wasn't shocked that he came out of the lineup. He got benched in the first period of that game in Arizona. They lose to the Coyotes. You want to switch some things up. I wasn't overly surprised there. And and frankly, it was one of Walker Dewar's kind of quieter games against Arizona. I know he gets the one goal there. But apart from that, he didn't he he didn't have as much flash as we had, as we had seen from him prior to missing a few games. And granted, he was getting back in and maybe a little bit banged up too. But I wasn't 
surprised that we saw those two guys come out of the lineup. Yeah. I think some of the iterations of the lines were a little bit, uh, I don't know, unexpected. Yep. Now we see what happens in the next game, but you got to assume that it's probably going to stay pretty much the same. Nick Ritchie came in, took another penalty. Good for him. Yeah. I thought he did pop for the most part in that game more so than he had before he was scratched. Um, I'm glad uh, Dylan Dubé scored that slapper, that all-important seventh <laughs> goal last night, but he deserved it. He was all over it last night. And for a guy who was kind of demoted to the fourth line for the second time in a handful of games, mm-hmm. I thought he was really good last night. And he had some five-star chances or 10, but I don't even know what the scale is. I don't know what a 10-bell is. But I don't know, five stars, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he had a lot of chances AAA? last night. Sure. Triple A grade A beef. That's a premium. Yeah. That's that good, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, or you're a 4A player in baseball. You're really, you're too good for Triple A, but not good for the major yeah, league baseballs. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the 4A of broadcasting. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Like I'm, I'm too good for the minor leagues, maybe, but maybe not good enough for the big time. All right. 4A player. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I thought Dylan Dubé was great last night, and he had a lot of chances, and he created a lot of things. Um, I, I don't want again. This isn't. This is all going to be positive about the Calgary Flames. The most fascinating thing to me last night was this. You ready for this? You buckled in. You strapped in. You yep, ready to listen clip. to this clip? Um, how or why hmm? did Adam Rajitska play ten more seconds than Nazem Kadri last night? Matt Rose go. How or why? Um, I think, well, I, I thought that the Rizicka line was actually playing pretty well. So did I. Especially early on in the game. Uh, I but thought if, Kadri had good jump early on. But he's if playing I would, with Lou Cheech and he's playing with Lewis. But if I would have told you yesterday, mm-hmm. barring like penalties and, and an injury, that Adam Rizicka would play 10 more seconds. It doesn't surprise me that much. Like when you look okay. at the way that the lines are set up and I talked about yesterday, this team doesn't roll with one through fours. They have four lines and you know, previously it's usually like a top three set of lines and then there's a fourth line, but this one was different to me. This was just, here's four lines. Nazem Kadri playing between Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis. Like, what, is that the closest thing that guy will ever get to a healthy scratch on this team? Maybe. But, like, yeah, it wasn't too shocking. This is a, a coach that rewards guys who are playing well, and I made a note of it in the first period. It was coming out of the second commercial break in the first period. Which line do they go with immediately? They go with the Rizicka line out of the t- TV timeout, and they had just been on the ice before the break. Because Daryl liked how that line was going. They were getting some extra shifts. And I actually like Kadri. I thought he had some good jump. But, you know, he's playing with Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis. You're not really going to be moving the the puck a whole lot with that group. We got lots to get to today. Uh, It is St. Patty's Day. Yes. Um, We are headed down to the rough next game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm fired up for this. Because it's probably one one of the highlights on the... Calgary sporting calendar, a roughnecks game on a Friday night for St. Patty's Day. Uh, you and I both live downtown. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people stumbling around downtown this evening. This is one of the big games for the roughnecks on the calendar. Yeah. They got six games left. They're one of the top teams in the West. Yeah. They're probably headed for the playoffs. I bet them <laughs> minus one and a half already tonight. That'd be. So I got some, so I got a little cheddar on the game. Uh, they got three home games left and yeah. the one on St. Patty's Day is always a big yeah. one. I'm it's a big r- Roughnecks fan tonight. Rivalry game against Saskatchewan? The Rush, yes. Well yes. done. Good job. Maybe know your, a, L- maybe know a, your NLL maybe teams. Ding there for George, please. Yeah. Well done. That'd be. This yeah. is this is going to be the second lacrosse game I've ever attended. Did you go to one in out in Toronto? Like, no, I went uh, to one in game? Buffalo. Oh. It was the Bandits against the uh Rot uh the Philadelphia Wings. Yep. Bandits and have already clinched a playoff spot this year. That's when John Tavares played for the Bandits. The other. Yeah, his uncle. John Tavares. The legendary John yes. Tavares. Yeah, the Hall of Famer. And, one of uh, the best to ever played the sport. I got really drunk on Heineken's in, the, in a box. That'd so be. So that was fun. I so, do like uh, getting drunk in a box. Not today, Satan. So um, we're going to the game tonight. Alex Brody's going to come, and Alex is, Alex is ready to get after it tonight. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I, okay. I've been looking forward to... To one, go to a lacrosse game, but also get out with you guys again. So it'll okay. be fun. 
Um, like there's only press level available for this game. It's Everything crazy. else is sold out. It's crazy. It's going to be right electric. Now. It's going to be electric. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be fun tonight at the Dome, and we're going. Um, J-Mac's going to come with us? Yes, J-Mac. Uh, Julie McKenzie from The Athletics is coming with us as well. So uh, there's a couple things I want to ask our, our fantastic listeners to Sports mm-hmm. at 960. We love you so much. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> um, number one on the Calgary Flames win last night. Uh-huh. That Flames win in Vegas last night was mm-hmm. larger than blank. That Flames win last night in Vegas was larger than blank. And I kind of want to take a different spin because we've, I think I've asked you guys before, what's your hangover cure? I want to ask you two at 96960, name and location. What's something you do to prepare to not have the hangover mm. before you pass out and go to bed? Mm-hmm. Because we'd like to have some tips, and yeah. we want we want you to help out Alex Brody, because Alex Brody's a, a young man who likes to get after it, but I think he suffers from a lot of hangovers because I don't think he he treats himself right before he passes out. Mm. So you could use some tips, right, Alex? Oh yeah, definitely. I think last time I had to like I ran home and grabbed a granola bar, which did not help at all. But a granola bar. Yeah, I could use some, some <laughs> okay. advice here. So uh, 960, 960, what do you do to kind of at least avoid or maybe lessen your hangover in the morning before you go to bed? 960, 960, name and location. And that Flames win last night in Vegas was larger than blank. 960, 960, name and location. We got such a busy show. It's all hockey. It's all the time. Flames just three points out of a playoff spot, and it's Friday, and it's St. Patrick's Day. Man, it's a good day today. Um, Brett Cron going to join us at 7.30. Always fun. One of our favorites. Nick Kiprios, real Kipper and born over on Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto will join us. He's done some writing, I think, for the Toronto Star. Yes. Yes. And uh, Derek Wills, the voice of the Flames. Uh, he slept in last week. <laughs> But he's ready to do 8.30 today. I know. I wasn't here. Uh, he had sent us the group text. I didn't even respond. I was said, that's fine. Yeah. I'm sure they were great. No. I'm it, sure the boys tap dance, did a little hey, jig. Well, um, we, we appreciate everyone who takes time to join our show. And sometimes that happens. Uh, it's all about the Flames today. Uh, Brent Cron, Nick Kiprios, uh, Derek Cole is going to join us. Uh, before we dive into the Rose Report, and it's a busy one. Um, I got to tell you, there was an incident last night of ball hockey. Uh-oh. An incident. Tell me. So um, the Royals fell last night 5-3. Oh. We lost. That's five, a tough one. Yeah. Big woof. So. Um, How's the stat line? Goal and an assist and uh, eight minutes in penalties. So <laughs> So this is what happened. Let me tell you what happened. So, George. Uh, so. Early in the game, mm-hmm. I, I was killing a penalty. Yeah. And I went in the corner, created a turnover. And this older gentleman, the other team with glasses, mm-hmm. no face shield, just because you have to wear like a bucket in this league. So I mm-hmm. rock a visor just in case. Yeah. So this older gentleman um, gives me an elbow in the chin. Oh. Yeah. Like blatant elbow to the chin. Mm. And I'm like, excuse me, sir. Could you please not do that? I'm sure that's how you worded yes. it. Yes. So um, I'm on. Uh, there's about minute and a half, two minutes left in the game. And this larger gentleman, uh, with a face shield, they had a full cage on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I go into the ball, I go in the corner to get the ball in our end. Mm-hmm. He runs and elbows me right in the spine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like you get elbowed in the spine and it gives you like the shivers up your body, mm-hmm. elbowed in the spine, mm-hmm. totally deliberate. Okay. I was not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. So I had an opportunity, and then I subsequently, I might have hit him with a couple of cross checks. Okay. So, and then this is the best part. As I'm going to the penalty box, Mm -hmm. I am getting chirped, and this is the best part. This is the best part. Hey, why don't you go talk into a microphone? Yeah, there it is. Why don't you go do your show tomorrow? I'm like, okay, I will. Sick. And I go, thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate you. Yeah. Because yeah. I had one guy in the in the. Do you have a meter? Yeah, in the yeah. <laughs> Please, um, and also rate and review the podcast. Yeah. So I also had a gentleman go, "Great podcast." I'm like, "Thanks, <laughs> thanks." Yeah, I and then they that. were chirping, and I thought it was actually really funny mm-hmm. because I'm like, "Yeah, that's sure they're trying to chirp me, and it's kind of a funny chirp." Yeah, go go host your show yeah. on the station we listen to. Why do you go talk about sports for a living? Because I'm jealous. 
No, it, I, I definitely didn't have that attitude. I just thought it was good. I'm like, yeah, keep listening. Yeah. Right Tune on. in at 6 a.m. Yeah. Check out the podcast. You're going to make the show. Did you hear Brody on the beat? <laughs> like, that's what happened last night. Because this gentleman deliberately elbows me, and then I had to hit him with a couple cross-checks. And you got eight penalty minutes? Because I got two cross-checking penalties. And they're each worth four? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Do well, you wear don't... any gear apart from gloves and a helmet? Uh, I wear shin pads. So you don't oh, wear hockey any... shin pads. Yeah, you don't wear any... anything hockey up top, gloves. right? No. Mm. And I wear a, uh, a jock. Cause... So these cross-checks and the elbow, they actually hurt. Exactly. More so than... Mm. Well, again unnecessary and again even the refs know they go yeah we know you're not going to snap because i just wouldn't snap for no reason mm. it was a del- and it was the second time i took an elbow mm-hmm. which even made me a little angry yeah so again uh shout out to the team we lost to last night i appreciate the chirps i thought it was actually kind of funny yes i always do and enjoy uh, thanks for listening gents people recognize uh with the show like you know it, and it i don't funny. know how like like i guess they looked at the game sheet they saw my name like, I, I'm very surprised when people go, hey, nice pocket. I'm like, thanks. Like, yeah. out of the blue. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it it happens to me every once in a while playing beer league. Um, We were getting jerseys done up for our slow pitch team that we're playing on this year. Yep. And the better half was like, why aren't you putting your name on it? And I was like, I just I just don't. By the way, thanks for the invite for that. I just don't want to. I would, like, I wouldn't want to play slow pitch, but thank you. It's, you wouldn't want to play. It's co-ed. I literally just said I'm playing with my other half. Yeah, you're probably right. I There's can't. no chance that <laughs> my you My days of playing cool and slow yeah. pitch are done. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I can't you're play against guys that. with jeans. I just can't <laughs> do it anymore. Can't wear jeans on the other I side. I love it. See, I so, see someone jeans, and I'm like, this might be a winnable game, guys. Yeah. We might be able to get this one Pitcher's done. Pitcher's got jeans, and he's <laughs> yeah. crushing some Marlboros before he's going to go yeah. throw in some 20-foot arcs. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. You don't even see people smoking cigarettes anymore, so yeah. good for him. Um. So, yeah, that happened at ball hockey last night. So, shout out to the team that we lost. It was a good Do game. Do you know though. their name? Uh, the the Calgary name? 81s. The 81s. Shout, shout out, out to the, to the 81s. 81s last night for the chirps. Go do your show. Yeah, you guys are scum. Yeah, I will. Just but kidding. Thanks. I'm sure you guys are nice. I'm no. sure George is really the one that initiated yeah. all this. Again, here, so. again. And even- I'm probably on your side. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um. Again, it was an unnecessary elbow to this guy's spine. Yeah. And I was feeling it last I'm night. I'm sure after he was targeting you right in the spine. Sure, he was. Well, it was definitely an elbow. You know what I'm gonna get? The third vertebrae. Yeah, right between the one and the three. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) right in there, right in the bingo spot. All right. Um, the Flames win last night was larger than blank. That Flames win in Vegas last night was larger than blank. And give us your preemptive hangover remedy. What you do to avoid a hangover for some of our listeners. Um, and we're kind of directing it towards Alex Brody. Mm-hmm. Cause my move is this. Uh, I try to drink a Gatorade and two Advil before bed. Mm, That's okay. my move. And I find that that really takes away from the sting of the hangover. Mm-hmm. Sure. You wake up a little bit, still a little groggy and a little, but I find that that, that works for me. Uh, what, what works for you? Uh, nine sixty nine sixty name and location. One of my favorite things, as soon as I start to feel like I'm, I'm maybe past that, like tipsy buzzy point and we're getting into the actual throes of the evening, I like to start mixing it in water and not like a big glass of water, just like a little rocks glass Yep. down the hatch Okay. in between drinks. Just helps a lot. Keep yourself hydrated yep. because uh, alcohol actually dehydrates you, believe it or Correct. not. And it's a big reason that you get hungover because your body is so thirsty when you wake up. That's right. Uh, so that's You're a lacking one. electrolytes. Exactly. What it is. Uh, I've also got one of those. I buy one of those bags of the BioSteel powder. I just keep that up in the. Look at you. That way You're I don't have to get the Gatorade and yep. go down to the convenience store and do all the preemptive planning. I just said, you know what? It's just easier if I just have it in the house. Um, busy, busy show, all flames all the time. Big seven, two win. Maddie Rose is going to break it down in the Rose report straight ahead. It is the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at four or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, St. Patrick's Day. Flames win 7-2. You know, turn this up a little bit. Like, old U2 is the best U2. Um, you know, you have to play U2 on St. Patty's Day. It's, it's a layup. 
Because they're low Scottish. Hanging. Yeah, it's low-hanging fruit. It's the easiest thing to do in the world. Um, we got lots of more Irish music straight ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brent Cron going to join us in studio in about an hour. I got a bit of a game I want to play with you and Croner. A game? Yes. What do I win? Uh, know your Irish-born or Irish-descent NHLer. Okay. We'll do that with you and Brent Cron. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Uh, you know, it can't go wrong. A big flame 7-2 win last night over the Golden Knights in Las Vegas. First ever win at T-Mobile Arena. We're asking you two things on the text line. Mm-hmm. I could even have a third thing, a tertiary question. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, that Flames win in Vegas last night was larger than blank. That Flames win last night in Vegas was larger than blank. Also, give us your um, before bed ha- avoid hangover remedy cure um, routine. Mm-hmm. 960-960 for both name and location. Because Alex Brody, we're going to the we're going to the Roughnecks game tonight. Alex is going to get after it, and he needs some tips from you how to avoid being hungover on a Saturday. We were given some of those like anti-hangover things after the Beer League broadcast. I think they actually worked. I have no idea. Because I wasn't really that hungover the next day. You were in the bag during the show. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you were so maybe later no in the day. Because you went right to bed. Because yeah. I think you slept off your hangover. <laughs> but I, on the other hand, I don't think I was really too hungover. I was a little bit. I imagine you were really sharp that show. Again, if you have ever missed that, it's the day after the Beer League show. Listen to the 6 a.m. hour where Matt is like, How's the Rose Report? Hey, last night, the Flames didn't play. Are they playing tonight? And on the NHL scoreboard, there were scores. Like, that was the Rose Report that day. It was, yeah, it, it was, was about good. that. Like, I was a little concerned. <laughs> Because you were. <laughs> there was a moment in the first segment where I said something and you went, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, this is worse than yeah. I thought. You were uh, you were Slurry McSlurrison. That's fine. Uh, that morning. It was good. Um, Flames win 7 2. Brent Cron in studio. Nick Hiprios. Derek Wills. Flames win three points out of a playoff spot. Let's get after the Rose Report. And it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Yeah, good morning, pals, and a happy St. Patty's Day to you. Flames are slump busting down in Las Vegas. Two big points for us, and, and we'll take it and get out of here. Take it, get out of here. It was a big, fat 11-game sked yesterday and four games on this Friday night. Hockey. Love it. Jays, Raps, Golf, Tennis, Roughnecks, Wranglers, Hitman, Alberta Junior Hockey League, and U Sports all in here. We got it all and no time to waste. I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. So let's get after it. Flames trying for their first win down in Vegas. 0-7-1 in Nevada since the Knights joined the league. Some changes to the forward groups after an OT loss Tuesday in Arizona. Elias Lindholm centered a line with Manjapani on the left to Foley on the right. Backlund with Huberdo on the left, Coleman on right, Caudry between Lucic and Lewis, Rizicka and Richie back into the lineup, playing with Dylan Dubé, Walker Dewar, and Jacob Pelche scratched for this one. George, what did you think of the lines when you saw them before the game started? Um, that's something we talked about yesterday. Um, mix it up. Throw them in a blender. Um, desperate times call for desperate measures. I was surprised that Walker Dewar was scratched because mm. he's the guy I wouldn't have scratched because uh, we've talked about it. I like his speed. I like his size. But with Peltier, when you're thrown in that top six and you're here to produce and you're not producing, I think he was a logical choice to have a seat. And I know it made a lot of Flames fans mad. And I think that'd be the number one storyline this morning if they would have lost that game. Mm-hmm. But you needed production. He hasn't been producing. He made a big mistake on that overtime winner in Arizona. And the sometimes young players make mistakes and they have to sit in the press box because of them, and I wasn't surprised about that. I was surprised about the doer, but I, I, I was glad to see the lines mixed up, and I did like Huberto and Backlund together. That's something we kind of touched on. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred Lindholm and Backlund. Uh, sorry, Lindholm and Huberto. With Toffoli. Right, but um, I did like the Backlund and Huberto together last night. I thought it was a good move by Daryl Sutter, and obviously you're going to play all the highlights. 
worked out big time for the Flames. Well, let's get to the first. Uh, grinded out kind of first period. Thought the Rosicka line was real solid out of the gate, and everybody kind of got used to their new groupings. It wouldn't be until quite later in the fl- frame that the Flames opened the scoring, coming out of a TV timeout. Elias Lindholm, clean win in the face-off circle. Rasmus Anderson puts it on a tee for Mackenzie Weger. The puck knuckles on Jonathan Quick, and the Flames take a one nothing lead. We had talked about the D-man playing on the offside, George, earlier this week and how it limits the area of risk if you have righty-lefty combos. But that's something that you can get out of having two righties playing defense for you, a face-off play with a one-timer from the slot. I just just loved... uh, The first period in this game last night was very low event. Yes, it was a grinded-out period. It was very, very low event. And uh, I love the the, the first goal there... Um, it was a good road period for the Flames, although maybe the urgency wasn't as there as much as you wanted it to be. But you could see Vegas, and we talked about it. After that East Coast trip, coming back, always a little heavier legged uh, when you're skating around. I, I did enjoy the fact that the Flames were solid in that first period, but it was very low event, which obviously set them up for the rest of the game. That was it for the first period. Nick Ritchie did take an interference penalty because he just can't help himself. But I did mind his game yesterday in comparison to his first few. Power play time extended to the second. Flames killed it off, went right back to work. Here's Lindholm trying to feed it out in front of Mangiapane, but his pass is broken up by Marcia So, but Toffoli's going to pick it up and walk in. Toffoli, Deeks, shoots, scores! Wow! What a goal by Tyler Toffoli, who dances in front, goes backhand to forehand and buries it. Toffoli off the bench, forces a turnover. Elias Lindholm gets him the puck back. Great power move with that long reach. And the teapot puck... The teapot tucks the puck past Jonathan Quick. Can you say that three times I like to just throw tongue twisters into my report because I'm a bit of a masochist, I think. I don't know. Uh, Flames lead 2-0 about four minutes into the second period. Can, can you think of a more power forward move than that Toffoli goal? It's exactly what it was. You're like, hey, that's a smaller goaltender. Get around him. He can shoot those legs out, but if you can get around him, and that's exactly what he did. Um, by the way, too, before that 2-0 goal, and I love the turnover created by um, Lindholm and Majapani in that play, mm-hmm. um, Marshall made some big saves. He made some huge saves uh, before that. And again, before the uh, the 2 nothing goal, um, what about the fight between Stetcher? It was right Carter? after, actually. Okay, right. Now we've got a fight. Troy Stetcher has dropped the gloves with Paul Cotter, and he's pounding him with right hands. And now Stetcher with some rabbit punches with his left hand. Cotter can't get unbalanced, and now he lands a big right. Stetcher coming over the top of the right, trying to rip Cotter's helmet off. And now Cotter's going to wrestle Stetcher down. Go take a rest, fellas. You're going to need it. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad for Stetcher. Giving up 30 pounds, 4 inches uh, of uh, size there. Ripped Cotter's jersey to shreds. You like to see it from the... Um, New defenseman. The the, the tertiary um, text question today, I think. Because I like to throw multiple today at you for some reason. Feeling a little saucy on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the second time you've used tertiary. Yeah, in I know. I feel like Anthony it. Stewart. That's one of his favorite words. Mm. I love Stewie, front of the show. Um, Cotter's jersey got torn by Stretcher. A Stetcher. <laughs> Stretcher. Boy, we're having a morning. Yeah. Um, I've torn blank like uh, Stetcher tore Cotter's jersey last night. I've torn blank like Stetcher tore... Cotter's jersey last night. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Alex Brody's going to tear it up like Stetcher yeah. tore Paul A- Cotter's jersey. Alex, would you say how you tore your ACL is how Stetcher <laughs> tore that jersey? Pretty. It looked. Yeah, you know what? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. For our analogy. listeners who don't know how you did that, can you please remind them? Basically, I was playing bubble soccer. So, you know those big old bubbles yep. that you can run around in? Yep. I went down instead of outward. Pretty much. Okay. How? Flames killed the tripping penalty, no problem. Shortly after that, real long shift in their own end, and Vegas cast in Zach Whitecloud caps the play with a nifty toe drag shot around Dylan Dubé. Beat Markstrom right around the 13-minute mark, and that certainly gave Vegas some life. Shortly after that, Zadorov would lose a puck battle in the corner. Riley Smith wide open to the side of the net. A one-timer, a goal. It certainly should have been an icing, but it wasn't. That's the way she goes. Tie game. 
The big question was how would the Flames respond, and they would do it quickly and in a positive sense. Back it up to the blue line to Hannafin. Slides in far quarter. Lindholm shoots. They score! Elias Lindholm took the shot, and Blake Coleman redirected the puck past Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Huberto makes a nice play in the neutral zone to force a turnover. Leads to the offensive zone pressure and a full line change. Moments later, Lindholm fires a puck into the crease. Blake Coleman's able to deflect it past Jonathan Quick. Flames take a 3-2 lead into period number three. How massive did that goal feel like? Because the momentum was all Las Vegas, and then all of a sudden, it just flipped, and the Flames never looked back on that play. Never looked back, and that's... I wrote it down in my notes. It was only five, six minutes that I felt Vegas really pressed, but that was one of those moments and that if it if the ball gets rolling there, it would have been hard to stop. Um, we're going to get to this later, too. Um, Markstrom was irate on the 2-2 goal because that should have been icing. It should have been icing. And then uh, funny how karma comes back to the Flames later on, which we'll get to, which totally paid itself back later on in this game. But I understand why Markstrom was angry. That should have been icing. That goal never should have counted. And the Flames probably should have had a 3-1 lead after two. But after scoring that 3-2 goal, uh, I love the fourth line too. After the Vegas goal, uh, peppering uh, the Golden Knights in their own zone, creating more momentum for the Flames. Again, full marks for that pushback. Again, in a place where you've never won. And a lot of the guys definitely um, were well aware of how important that game last night it was and how much they've struggled in that barn. And then all of a sudden, Coleman with that beautiful goal and just a psychological edge, 3-2 heading into the intermission. A minute and 23 after Vegas had tied it up. That's Huge. a good bounce back for the Flames. They would have to kill another penalty early in the third. Uyghur for a delay game. I loved how he slammed the boards as soon as he airmailed that thing over. Yep. Knew immediately. Great kill, though. Boo Birds were out for Vegas and everything on that one. Flames are in their first power play shortly after. Rasmus Anderson takes a stick to the chops. And the Flames cashed in. And now Backlund. Back up to the blue line with a minute remaining of the Flames' power play. It walks up the left wing side into the corner. And tries to center. And scores! Michael Backlund banks the puck off the back of Jonathan Quick and into the Golden Knights net. Off Pietrangelo. Off Quick. Into the net. Michael Backlund gets the goal. Third goal in his last four games. Flames get a two-goal lead. And, and puck luck's been a recurring theme with the Calgary Flames this season. Or how they haven't thereof. had any of. Yeah. Hitting all these posts. No puck luck. Even that game against Coyotes. That term uh -huh. was thrown around. No puck luck. That was a ton of puck luck last night. Goes off Petrangelo stick. Hits Jonathan Quick in the bean. Goes right into the net. Boom. 4-2 Flames. And Michael Backlund scores on the day before his 34th birthday. No, are you are you wishing Michael Backlund a happy birthday before I had a chance to get there? I know you were getting there. That's why I kind of wanted to spoil it. Oh. Some jerk. I had it ready and everything. Yeah, um. suck on that, Rose. Um, gosh, Darren, I just want to end the report right now. We're wrap it up. Okay. Pack her up and go Scrawn home. Scrawn here yet? Cancel the show. Uh, happy birthday, Michael Backlund. Flames poured it on. And Mangiapane will catch up to it, walk in, and shoot, and he stops, rebound, they score! Tyler DeFoley! As the Flames dump it down the ice, Coleman beats out the icing, walks in, shoots, and scores! It's Orov shoots it, misses. Now Dubé scores! Toffoli, Dubé, Coleman all close it out. Blake Coleman told the media after the game, showing they can close out a game in the third against a tough opponent. That was important. You know, we had had trouble with third periods and putting teams away and, um, you know, start to finish. I thought we did a pretty great job tonight uh, making sure we didn't take our foot off the gas. And, and it's two big points for us, and, and we'll take it and get out of here. Easy to look at. Uh, oh, one of the sorry, that's a bad cut on me. Uh, four points, two goals, two yeah. assists for Tyler Toffoli, who now has a career high in points with 60. Um, something made me chuckle, made me LOL watching the game last night. Um... So, mm -hmm. you know when the Flames are up 7-2? Uh-huh. Did you notice that they were they were pumping YMCA at T-Mobile? I did not notice that. Yeah, they did. And nobody was really doing it because half the arena, three-quarters of the arena left because it was 7-2 Flames. The Flames and scored seven <laughs> goals, that, and then it was a TV timeout after that. Yeah. And, then and they, after that, it was empty. And then they hammered YMCA. <laughs> Way to get those fans pumped up down 7-2. Yeah. And like a smattering of fans were doing the YMCA, which I'm sure the Flames fans who made the trip down to Vegas yeah, were doing. Yeah, exactly. Not so much for the Golden Knights fans. 
I'm like, good. Uh, again, I love the game ops people in Vegas. I think it's unique. I think it's a little corny, which they do I a like. Good job. But they do a great job. But hammering YMCA when your team's down 7 2, maybe not. Next game for the Flames Saturday. They'll be back at home for a one off, taking on Jason Roberts and Jake Ottinger in the Dallas Stars. 8 o'clock start late game on Hockey Night in Canada. And yes, happy birthday, Michael Backlund. Let's get to yesterday's action. Plenty apart from the Flames. Ten games apart from that. Uh, Good news on the out-of-town scoreboard as well. Flames fans would have had their eyes on the Jets and the Bruins in Winnipeg. First game back in the peg after a three-game Eastern Conference road trip. Sometimes a little hard to find your legs coming home from a road trip, and Boston reinforced that theory. Frederick chipped it into the right corner, going to Chase's coil. Coil in the right corner, drives it back in the net. Center, Frederick, he scores! He was all by himself, sizzled it into the... Far post. Trent Frederick scores just 50 seconds into the game. Judd Surratt with the call on 98.5 the Sports Hub in Boston. Despite 36 shots, the Jets could not score on 24-year-old Jeremy Swayman, who records his third shutout of the season. 3-0 the final score. That's the 47th win of Jeremy Swayman's career. It ties Tuka Rask for second most wins by a Bruins goaltender before the age of 25. Two outstanding young netminders for the Boston Bruins this year. How much pressure do you think, uh, not not that the Flames felt it, I'm sure they were aware of the score of what happened in Winnipeg, but uh-huh. as Flames fans last night watching that game, especially when they had that 3-2 lead, you're like, please hold on to this. The Jets just lost in regulation, and we could be staring at just three points back of a playoff spot mm-hmm. with 13 games remaining and okay. just one at a barn we've never won before. Debbie Downer says it's kind of four points because Jets have the tiebreaker. But nevertheless, point is fair. Great. Uh, the other team very much in the race is the Predators, but they... Who nobody takes seriously, but we should. No, but but should we? Because, like, they lost to the Blackhawks yesterday, George. Yossi took it away from Joey Anderson of the Hawks, and then Yossi lost it right on front. Could shoot to Anderson. Shoots, he scores! Heads up play all the way between Anderson and Kachuk. Former Leaf, Joey Anderson scores for the second straight game, fifth of the season, third as a Hawk, and this is 10th game. Strips Roman Yossi as well, which is pretty impressive in itself. John Wideman with the call on WGN Radio in Chicago. The Blackhawks beat the Predators 2-1 in Nash Vegas. That was another good result for the Flames. Other Canadian teams in action. Senators hosting the Avalanche. Colorado continued their chase in the Central. Senators scored twice in the third. Made it close, but not close enough. Avs went at 5-4. That's a tough loss for the Sens' slim playoff hopes. Miko Rantanen and Nate McKinnon both had three points for Colorado, while Tim Stutzla had three for Ottawa. Stars were out in this one. Canadiens hosting the Panthers, and the Canadiens are embracing the tank. Back in. Chance, and they score, and it's Colin White. Sam Bennett to the front of the goal. Chance, and they score, and it's Carter Verhage. Forsling high slot. Rishani scores! Right circle, a shot, they score! Aaron Eckblad! Koguda center, the blue line, a shot, he scores through traffic! And he scores and went off the goaltender, and it looked like, and the Panthers take a 7-3 lead with 6.42 to go here in period number one. Yeah, they scored seven goals before the 14-minute mark of the first period. The Panthers become the fourth different team in NHL history with seven or more goals in the first period of a game. And the first team to do it since 1985, they win 9-6 over the Montreal Canadiens. Wasn't it 9-5? 9-5 over the Canadiens. Um, it was the fastest seven goals in NHL history last night. Yeah, it was... Isn't that crazy? Ridiculous. It was nonstop. A couple key points for the Panthers and a straight silly loss for the Habs. One you needed to have if you're Montreal. Yeah, and uh, it, it, again... So Montreal this season winning meaningless games. You go in and beat the Penguins and earn two points. Maybe last night's the game. If you're going to beat somebody, you beat the Panthers because you actually own their first round pick and maybe lose to the Penguins in Pittsburgh. But it's the opposite. Say la vie. But the Habs get absolutely waxed last night. <laughs> and if you're Montreal, this is what you want. This is what you need. And again, I keep saying it. Call up Caden Primo to play in net because all these teams like Chicago is all of a sudden playing well. Um, Anaheim's a little plucky. Vancouver had won five in a row before yeah, yesterday. The, the Coyotes again with another win yesterday. Like five straight wins at home for the Coyotes. The tank is 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 you start going down the standings here, mm-hmm. Montreal. Start really resting some guys because uh, it's there for the taking. Columbus obviously going to be the worst team in the NHL. Going to be hard for them to catch anybody. 
but get in within touching distance of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oilers were hosting the Flames' next opponent, the Stars, and McDavid's already looking like he's in playoff mode. Great! For dry saddle, right side, back out to McDavid, the shot, scores! Connor McDavid! Power play goal! And the Oilers are up! 3-1! So Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have now combined for 100 goals with Connor McDavid's 56th Cam Moon with the call-up on Ched in Edmonton. The last team to feature teammates combining for over 100 goals in a single season was... Pittsburgh. In 95-96. Yager Lemieux. They actually featured four different combinations, but Mario oh. Lemieux and Yarmir Yager Kevin did Stevens. lead it. Kevin they, Stevens? They would have had two other guys that would have had at least 31 goals because Lemieux had 69. Was so. it Stevens and Ron Francis? I don't see it right here. I oh. don't have it in front of me. I okay. ripped it right up. They, did, they, didn't, they didn't complete the stat here when they okay. gave it to All me. Right. Sorry, George. I let you down. Sorry. Okay. Uh, the Stars uh, lost that game four to one. Good. Congrats to the Oilers. All of a sudden, they're struggling a little bit too. Yeah, a little bit of a speed wobble at the end here, which might be good for the Flames tomorrow mm-hmm. night down at the Dome. Yes, sir. Also had the Canucks and Coyotes five straight wins in a row. The reverse tank for Vancouver, very nice. But the pesky Coyotes win this one three to two. So dumb. It's another home win for Arizona. They're nineteenth. That's more than the Stars, the Oilers, the Avalanche, and the Flames. His mullet is an absolute fortress, and that leads us, George, into our spin of the day. Let's see what happens on the latest draft Ooh, lottery. Okay, yeah. And today our winner is the Chicago Blackhawks oh. jumping up three spots to take the first overall pick. Montreal jumping up three spots to take mm. the second overall pick. So just a little bit of movement there today. Uh, those are the two teams that if he, if he's, well, the other team, if Connor Bedard is not going to Montreal, at least go to Chicago. Right, because we don't want to see him in Vancouver. Like it would, I think it would be a good spot for him for the league. But and as he's a from Flames there, market. I, I don't. That's right. As a yes. Flames fan, you don't want him to see him there. Chicago's fine. Put him in the Central. The Blackhawks can start rebuilding their franchise. One of the marquee teams in the NHL. That's mm-hmm. fine. Either go to Chicago or Montreal. Please don't go to Columbus. Please don't go to Arizona. Like even even if you went to Philadelphia, I'd be okay with it. What about Detroit? Oh. <laughs> Again, yeah. I'd I like okay that sound you made. Just don't go to Columbus or Arizona because it won't matter if he goes there. It won't help those markets. Other results. The Rangers doubled up the Penguins 4-2. Lightning beat the Devils in a shootout 4-3. Kings over the Blue Jackets 4-1. Kraken over the Sharks in overtime 2-1. Tonight, four games. Not much really relevant to the Flames playoff race. Leafs lone Canadian team in action. They take on the Hurricanes at 5. Sabres continue their chase for a playoff spot. They visit the Flyers. You can catch this on Sportsnet 1. Capitals all still also still technically in the race. They host the Blues. The Blues will be without Jordan Bennington. This is roughing and unsportsmanlike conduct. (laughs) Two games for being a dummy. Why do they have that funky, like, sound effect at the beginning of all of these things? Oh, the the seven-second splitter? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I... It sounds like a Transformer. I just like to play it. Finally, Jackets finish their California swing against the Ducks at eight. That's a real Bedard Bowl. The Ducks are only five points up on Columbus. So a loss tonight, especially in regulation, that'd go a long way. And that's going to be on Sportsnet 1, George. You don't want to miss that one. Uh, you will, because we're going to be at the Roughnecks game. True. Jays had another night game, second of the spring. They took on the Orioles, lost 7-4. Not much to report from this one. Uh, Jays will play split squad games today. At 11, one of them is going to be on Sportsnet. I believe the one with UC Kikuchi starting. Chris Bassett will make the other start. At the World Baseball Classic, Japan beat Italy 9-3 early yesterday morning in quarterfinal action. Today, Puerto Rico will face Mexico in quarterfinal game at 5 o'clock. That's going to be on Sportsnet. Obviously, Puerto Rico going to be without Edwin Diaz, the Mets closer, diagnosed with a torn patellar tendon. You know, the thing that connects the kneecap to the shin bone. Uh, done for the year, a huge blow for the Mets, uh, more so than Puerto Rico. Uh, man, those takes yesterday were flying all over the internet <laughs> about how the World Baseball Classic stupid. Ask Edwin Diaz how much it meant to him for Puerto Rico. And, and all the sucks. fans. It sucks for the Mets, too, and that was a massive win, but it's just so unfortunate, especially when guys get hurt in the celebration. Like, that's the worst because they're so happy. They, they had such a massive win, and now he's out for the entire year. 
It's just such a, it's such a damn shame. That's what it is. It's just a shame. You know what? This is, this is a damn shame. No. Uh, Raptors were taking on the Thunder yesterday. Raps red hot at home lately. Could they keep it rolling, George? Uh, Raptors grounded the Thunder. 128. That's not good. I feel like hitting the buzzer right Pascal now. Pascal Siakam, 25 off. points and 14 rebounds as the Raptors extended their season-high winning streak, home winning streak, to six-game. Jakob Pertl again, his third straight double-double, 16 points, 12 boards. Gary Trent Jr. added 23. Van Vliet and Barnes, 19 for the Raps. Yep, Jakob Pertl the turtle. Guy's having a pretty good uh, you, you know what? little yeah. uh, rejuvenation here. Yeah, he's like Wilt Chamberlain. Since he came back to the Raptors. Yeah, he's like uh, the Mandalorian. He went and bathed in the mines of Mandalore, and now he's revived. This is the way, George. I thought you were just going to name off some other legendary NBA centers. Raptors host the Timberwolves <laughs> at Saturday, 5 o'clock, before heading to Milwaukee to battle the Bucks at 6 on Sunday. That one's going to be a Sportsnet broadcast. I thought at least you could have came back with like, oh, he's like Kareem right now. Yeah, he's like the, uh, cap- the captain. No, I got nothing. At the Valspar Championship down in Florida, uh, not the strongest field after the players last weekend. Three-way tie at the top after round one. Americans Adam Shank and Ryan Brem, as well as Germany's Stefan Jaeger, lead at five under. Adam Hadwin, the top Canadian, three strokes off the lead. Nick Taylor, one over par. Rough start for Michael Gugic, five over, although the course did play tough. 18 guys were at least five over par. And, uh, George, shocking to see this, but... uh, Live Golf has their second tournament of the season this weekend down oh. at Tucson in the gallery. It's just such a such a strange coincidence. It happens to be while well, this particular tournament is on. Coincidence? I think not. Mm. Uh, shotgun start today goes at 10:15 Calgary time. You don't want to miss it on the C Dub. Um, <laughs> um, have you seen what um, what Phil Mickelson looks like? You seen what he looks like? He looked like skinny, kind of like a yeah. like a, a despicable me villain at the beginning of the season. But like he looks very gaunt, and yeah. I think he was been taking a specific drug that's very popular out there right now. That you don't know what it what it does and what it's supposed to do. Oh, the one that I keep don't, avoiding. Yeah, don't don't mention it because. The again, one that I don't want to know what it does. Yeah, we don't want Provacic. Big, yeah, it's Provacic. That's what he's taking. Because we don't want Big Pharma after the big show. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't want Big Pharma. Um, although, if if they want to sponsor the show, um, he doesn't look good. No. He, and he just lost a ton of weight, and he looks not like Phil Mickelson. He's not golfing. And he had this weird well logo either. on. I don't even know what it was. Yeah, he's Fred Couples call him a nutbag. <laughs> <laughs> But again, I'm looking forward to seeing Lefty at the Masters. That's going to be fun. I like Fred Couples. He also called Sergio Garcia clown. Fred <laughs> Couples is mad. He is. Down at Indian Wells in California, a couple of men's quarterfinal games. Uh, Canadian Felix Oje Aliasim against top-seeded Carlos Alcaraz happened to be one of those matches. Uh, not to be for the eighth-seeded Canadian. A straight sets loss, 6-4, 6-4. Actually, his first loss to Alcaraz in four matches played. 11th-seeded Italian Yannick Sinner. Upset fourth-seeded American in straight sets. Uh, they'll play in one semifinal Saturday. The other will be Daniil Medvedev and Francis Tiafo. Uh, locally, Roughnecks, big game tonight. Always a fun one when the Roughnecks take over the Saddledome for St. Patrick's Day. Second straight St. Paddy's Day game against the Saskatchewan Rush. At 8-4, and four, Calgary second in the West. Rush are 5-6 and six to sit fourth. First of a home-and-home. Home. Only six more games in the regular season. Three of them at home. Next two not until April. So why wait? Only press-level seats are available. Come for the party. Stay for the game. This one gets going at 7 o'clock, and uh, we're all going. I'm looking forward to it. So come say hi. We're going to be getting rowdy, cheering no. on the Roughnecks. No. Dancing. Wh- what you have to do is shouting, come, sh- yelling. come shake the hand of uh, the star of Brody on the beat, Alex Brody. Alex Brody is going to be right in the bag. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yo, yeah. Hitman play half their remaining schedule this weekend. Tonight, they're in Lethbridge. That game goes at 7 o'clock right here on Sportsnet 960. Tomorrow in Med Hat, also at 7 o'clock. Then Sunday, Funday, they host the Tigers to close a home-and-home. That's a 4 o'clock puck drop. I'll have your pregame intermission and postgame right here on the station, so make sure you check that out. Hitman hold the eighth and final playoff spot there. A point back at Medicine Hat. Broncos and Wheat Kings, only two points back, so lots of work to do this weekend. Sunday's going to be a fun one at the Dome as the playoffs 
draw close for the WHL. The Hitmen only have six games left in the regular season. Relevant to the Hitmen, uh, over in the QMJHL, Quebec's equivalent of the dub, uh, new commissioner Mario Ciccini announced that the league plans to ban fighting next year. Uh, nothing from the OHL or the WHL yet, but uh, here it is, the start of no fighting in uh, hockey. QMJHL putting their foot down. Eventually, it's it's going to make his way to the other junior leagues too. Yep. And I would imagine within the next, what, decade to 15 years, it gets banned in the NHL? Wouldn't be shocked. There's already way less of it in the NHL. When you think of the guys who are the heavyweights, how many of them are like coming into the league at like 21, 22? But, but at the same time, in a league that's worried about concussions, you allow bare-knuckle punches to the bean. Yeah. But also, nobody ever sits down during a fight. Good point. Like when you when you when you're down at the dome and watching Milan Lucic drop the glove, you're like, please stop! Don't do this. I love it personally, of course. But you know, I also understand there's guys on it's, knife shoes trying to punch each other in the mouth, and ice isn't exactly a soft surface. I understand. Right. Uh, Wranglers playoffs are near. They visit the Tucson Roadrunners for a couple of games this weekend. Twelve games left for the Wranglers. They're three points ahead of the Coachella Valley Firebirds for first in the Pacific and that bye in the opening round of the AJHL postseason. The Flames' top prospect, Matt Coronado, and Harvard play in the ECAC Conference semifinals at 535 tonight. They'll face Cornell. I went to Cornell. You ever heard of it? You ever heard of it? (laughs) I graduated in four years. I never studied once. I was drunk the whole time. Yeah, same. If they win, they'll play in the final tomorrow. Frozen Four Selection Show goes Sunday. That tournament is early in April. Coronado and Harford probably going to be in the tournament. The question is, how far do they get? And what happens for the Flames' 2021 13th overall pick after his season is done? In the AJHL South Division playoffs, Canucks and Bulldogs battle in Black Falls. Canucks try to avoid elimination, trailing three games to one. Elsewhere, the Drumheller Dragons host the Canmore Eagles. Drum also looking to win this series in five games at home. They both start at 7 o'clock. Oilers swept their series. The Brooks Bandits had a first round bye. And University Championship weekend. How about this? Kiera McNinch had a couple assists. And Brianne Trotter scored late in the third as the eighth-seeded Mount Royal Cougars upset the top-seeded Toronto Varsity Blues 3-2 in the quarterfinals. They'll play in the semis Saturday at 2.30 in Montreal against Montreal. That's going to be a tough game. The uh, the Cougars women's volleyball team goes for the national title this weekend as well. They're the third seed. They'll battle the six-seeded Manitoba. Nine o'clock out at UBC. That's quarterfinal action. Semis Saturday. Final goes Sunday. Go Cougars. The Dinos also have their top-ranked men's hockey team going for the national title. They won the CW title for the first time since 96. They just happen to have pulled PEI as the eighth seed. And the championship happens to take place in... Charlottetown PEI. It's going to be a road game for Calgary, although you do wonder how many people have traveled for this one as well. Uh, you can check out the U Sports website for all the broadcast info. Cougars women's hockey and volleyball games, as well as the Dinos men's hockey team. Uh, best of luck to everybody involved. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff, uh, Maddie. The Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10%. On 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Uh, lots to do. Brent Cron going to join us in studio in about 29 minutes. Looking forward to talking to Croner. Um, going to have a uh, St. Paddy's Day quiz for you and Cron. You're going head-to-head with Brent Cron. Yeah. We'll do that probably around 7.50-ish. 7.45-ish. We'll talk to Nick Kiprios. We'll talk to Derek Wills. We'd love to hear from you on the text line. 960-960, name and location. Two things to do. Number one. That win by the Flames last night in Vegas was larger than blank. And uh, give us your preemptive hangover cure before you go to bed. What do you do to maybe lessen or avoid a hangover before you go to bed? Our Alex Brody needs some tips. 960-960, name and location. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan.